From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Medicare is the government's health insurance plan for people age 65 and older, mostly, but also certain younger people with disabilities. It, it can be confusing. So we have here in the HealthLink studio, Myrna Colden. She's been the aging services specialist and the HICAP coordinator for the Onondaga County Department of Adult and Long-Term Care Services for more than 10 years. Thank you for being here, Myrna. My pleasure. The acronym HICAP, H-I-I-C-A-P, um, it stands for Health Insurance Information Counseling and Assistance. So what, what is that? HICAP is a statewide program that helps people on Medicare primarily with their health insurance questions, concerns, problems. Um, we provide free, confidential, unbiased assistance. We don't sell anything. We don't direct anybody to any plans. We provide them with the information so they can make a knowledgeable decision. So meant to be educational. So Absolutely. Great. Well, um, now I know there's Medicare Parts A, B, C, and D. Can you kind of give a summary of what each one is? Certainly. It is confusing for people. There are only two parts of Medicare that come from the federal government, and that's Medicare Parts A and B. Medicare Parts A covers inpatient hospital and uh, post-hospital nursing home stay for rehab. Medicare Part B covers doctors, durable medical equipment, and lab tests. Medicare Part C, which is through private insurance companies, are Medicare Advantage plans that cover everything Medicare covers, but in a different cost structure. And they also may offer additional benefits, such as hearing, vision, dental, or even membership in a fitness center. And membership in Medicare Part D covers drugs, that's prescription drugs that people would get at the pharmacy. So D is easy to remember, D for drugs, but the others you just have to sort of learn. I guess. And now, C and D would be different depending on what state you live in? That's correct. A and B would be the same no matter where you are. C and D, it can even vary from county. It oh. depends which plans contract into that county. Interesting. All right. Well, um, what sorts of questions do you hear from people most often? Where does, where does the confusion lie? The confusion lies with the fact that there are so many medis. There's Medicare, Medicaid, Medigap. Medicare Advantage. So people are very confused about their options. Uh, people also coming from a, a job, going into Medicare when they retire can be very confusing because there are so many options out there. All right. Well, you mentioned Medicaid, and I always try to remind myself the aid. Aid is for the, the needy, um, Medicaid. But we're talking about Medicare today. So within Medicare, there's a lot of options for people. What what how do you advise them? Well, it's interesting because everybody is different, so people need to do what they feel is best for themselves, not what's best for their spouse or their best friend or neighbor down the street. Um, some people want to stay with original Medicare um, and then get a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. And if a person does not have what they call creditable prescription coverage and they don't get a Part D, they would be hit with a penalty somewhere down the road. Um, so that's one option. The other option is a Medicare Advantage plan, and many of those include drug coverage, and they're a package plan that would cover everything Medicare Part A covers, Part B covers, and the D also, as well as the extra advantage of those extra benefits. Now, you mentioned not doing this for, you know, what's good for your spouse and might not be good for you. So Medicare is individual. It's not for a, a couple. That's true. It's not. There's no such thing as family coverage. Each individual has different needs. 
whether it be prescriptions or their health needs. So each individual has to decide for themselves what's best for them. Once you choose one plan, are you stuck with that one for life, or do you get a chance to change it every year? Every year between October 15th and December 7th is the general open enrollment period. It starts the first of the following year. But there are also a number of special enrollment periods that during the year we can assist people with switching to another plan if the plan they have does not work for them. Now, I've heard the term um, supplemental coverage. Is that the same thing as Medigap? Yes, a supplemental plan is a Medigap plan. It's through private insurance companies. It supplements Medicare Parts A and B, and it works with original Medicare. Um, it covers the Medicare A and B co-payments um, that a person would have. So theoretically, they would have no bills from the hospital, no bills from the doctor. They tend to be costly. They average around $150 to $200 a month, but a person may find it beneficial for them. So a Medicare plan is not going to cover all of the health expenses that a person might have after age 65, right? That's true. Medicare Part A has a deductible, and this year it's 1340 per benefit period, and a benefit period starts the day someone goes in the hospital and 60 days after they've left the hospital or skilled nursing. And that is a benefit period that can accumulate during the year. So if someone went in the hospital in January and went back in July, they would have another $1,340 deductible. Medicare Part B also has an annual deductible, and that deductible is $183. Once they meet their deductible, then Medicare pays 80%, and the patient pays 20%. So there's still going to be some, could be sizable expenses for someone. Um, and, and that's where the Medigap policies come into play? Or? And that's where a Medigap plan would assist people because they could pay those co-payments and deductibles for the individual. Gotcha. Now, does Medicaid, are, are people on Medicaid and Medicare ever? Yes, people can be on Medicare and Medicaid. They're called dual eligibles. And there are some Medicare Advantage plans that are set up specifically for people who are dual eligibles um, that coordinate with the Medicaid program very well. So it sounds like you already said individualized. I mean, this really does matter for an individual person to get some guidance in making their selection, it sounds like. Yes, it can get very complicated for people. All right. Well, um, now what's going on with the new Medicare cards? Up until now, the Medicare cards have had a Social Security number, usually the um, the persons, the beneficiaries, or it could be their spouses because it is the wage earners, with a suffix letter afterwards explaining who the re- what the relationship is. The new Medicare cards, which started coming out uh, the beginning of August 2018 to people in New York State, have an 11-digit identifier uppercase letters and numbers, so it will no longer be tied to a Social Security number. So when the person gets the new card, they should notify their um, providers so that it gets billed correctly. Um, nobody will call them about their card. They should not give information on about their old Social Security number, Medicare claim number, and there's no charge for the card. It will come out automatically, and most people in New York State should have it by the end of September or so. And it'll just arrive in the mail? It will arrive in the mail, and again, they could destroy their old card and give the providers their new identifier. So is this um, 
generally sort of a security measure to take the Social Security number off of a card? Absolutely. For so many years, people have asked for that Social Security number to be removed from their card um, because if a wallet gets stolen, they would uh, set themselves up for identity theft by having the person's Social Security number, address, etc. So this should be much safer. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Myrna Colden from the Onondaga County Department of Adult and Long-Term Care Services about Medicare. So I wanted to ask you if you have information that can help people save money on Medicare. There are a number of programs that can help people save money. The first that I want to mention is New York State EPIC. That's for people who are New York State residents, age 65 and over, who have a Medicare Part D plan. They do have an income limit, which is $75,000 for an individual and $100,000 for a married couple, and it can help reduce the prescription Part D premium as well as prescription costs. Uh, The second program is through Social Security Administration. It's called Extra Help Low Income Subsidy. Um, There's an income and resource limit, um, but it could help reduce the cost of the Part D premium as well as prescriptions. It can do away with the deductible on the Medicare Part D plan and also the coverage gap. Um, There's also a program through the Medicaid office called Medicare Savings Program where the state would pay the Medicare Part B premium so that 134 would not come out of somebody's um, Social Security uh, benefit and they'd get their full benefit. Um, And if somebody is eligible for that, they also get full extra help low income subsidy. The Medicare Savings Program is based on income alone, and we have information in our office on both those programs. Okay. All right. Now, also, is there a cost advantage if you choose one of these? Advantage plans instead of going with tra- tra- traditional Medicare, can you save money if you choose an HMO or a PPO plan? Actually, to get a Medicare Advantage plan, you still have to have a Medicare Part A and B, but you can save money because some of the plans are zero premium, so you're not paying anything extra for a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. Plus, you might get those extra benefits of dental, vision, hearing, or membership in a fitness center. Um, People do have to be aware, though, if they have an HMO, a PPO, or what we call private fee-for-service plan, each plan may have its own restrictions. So you have to kind of read the fine print. You have to make sure that your doctors accept it, the labs you go to accept it, the area you live in, if you travel, that may affect it. So people have to be, again, very individualized. They have to know what their needs are, and we could assist them with that. So what about the drug coverage? I've, I've read that there may be some changes um, coming that might make that more expensive for people. Actually, um, they're doing away with the coverage gap. It was supposed to be gone in 2020, now it's going to be gone in 2019. So that may save people some money. What's the coverage gap? There are four stages of a Medicare Part D plan. There's the deductible stage, the initial coverage, the coverage gap, which used to be called the donut hole, Mm -hmm. and catastrophic. And in each stage, a person pays a different amount for their prescriptions. And the coverage gap when the Medicare Part D first came out was quite substantial. And since 2010, it's been slowly reduced. Um, It's a stage where people may pay a higher amount for their prescriptions. Initially, they didn't feel that many people would get into the coverage gaps. But we know that prescription costs have gone up, so more people tend to reach the gap stage. But with it being reduced, it should save people money. Good. That's good news. Well, how do you suggest people find assistance for help choosing Medicare coverage? 
Well, if you live in uh, Onondaga County, you could call Onondaga County Office for Aging. Uh, our phone number is 315-435-2362, and my direct extension is 4944. We can assist. If you live in a different county, you could call your county's office for aging. Each county has a high cap program that can assist people. Okay. You could also call Medicare directly, and Medicare can be of assistance to you as well. And their phone number is 1 800 633 4227. Social Security Administration is where you would sign up for your Medicare, and their phone number is 1 800. 772-1213. And there's also the Medicare Rights Center, which has a consumer hotline. This is a um, not-for-profit that can assist people with their Medicare issues. And their number is 1-800-333-4114. And that's their consumer hotline. All right. And we'll make sure to include those on our website at healthlinkonair.org as well. Now, how early should people begin um, d- does everyone qualify on their 65th birthday? Is that how it works? People are eligible for Medicare when they turn 65. Generally, it's the m- first of the month they turn 65. Um, if they're still working, they may or may not need to sign up for Medicare. Um, I usually suggest they give me a call. We could talk about it, or they could talk to somebody in their HR department who may be able to advise them. But generally, for somebody going on to Medicare, Um, somebody retiring, we suggest that they call maybe three or four months ahead so they have time to review all their options. Okay, three or four months ahead if they're looking at that. Now, are there disabilities that may qualify someone for earlier coverage? If somebody is getting Social Security disability, no matter what their disability is, on their 25th month of receiving Social Security disability, they become eligible for Medicare, and they'll get their Medicare card about three months prior to that. If they have ALS, um, Lou Gehrig's disease, they can get Medicare much sooner, and if they have kidney problems, renal failure, uh, if they're going to have a kidney transplant, they can get Medicare earlier as well. Okay, good. Well, thank you so much for, this is a lot of information, very educational. I appreciate it. Uh, My guest has been Myrna Colden from the Onondaga County Department of Adult and Long-Term Care Services. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.